This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pitch on the way, and Springer lifts this one out in the right center, fairly deep. It sends back Betts, still back at the wall, looking up. See you later! Into the Red Sox bullpen. A go-ahead two-run home run for George Springer, and the Astros lead it 2-1. to one. Springer with his league-leading 17th home run of the year. Hard hitting from New Britain. Springer popping one on the first pitch as the Astros try to snatch one here at Fenway. Christian Vasquez, RBI single in the sixth to give the Red Sox a 1-0 lead. Springer a two-run home run in the top of the eighth to put the Astros on top, knock Rick Porcello out of the game, and then Reddick added a sack fly later in the inning. Astros looking for their ninth win in a row against a Red Sox team that has also been red hot. 2-2. Swing and a bouncer off the plate. Right side. Fielded by Presley. Off balance throw to first while falling backwards and going into a tumble and it's in time. Oh my goodness. Ryan Presley can do no wrong. Throwing from foul territory. Off balance. And then doing a little tumble after getting rid of the baseball. Well, we really need to pay homage to Ryan Presley, don't we? Major yes. League record 39th consecutive outing. It's just been phenomenal to watch. Pass Craig Kimbrell, who made 38 consecutive scoreless appearances in 2011. Just does it with a lot of very little fanfare. Talked about it earlier, Betts. 30 walks and 29 strikeouts this year. 1-2. And that is lined in the left field right at Brantley. Makes the grab, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their ninth in a row as they take game one at Fenway, beating the Red Sox 3-1. to one. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts, where today the Houston Astros take on the Boston Red Sox in the second game of a three-game series. Astros took game one, three to one yesterday. George Springer go-ahead, two-run home run. Garrett Cole, five scoreless innings, struck out seven as the Astros have now won nine in a row and 12 of their last 13. Red Sox suffering just their second loss in their last eight ball games. Astros 30 and 15. They're in first in the AL West, eight and a half games ahead of the Angels and the Rangers, while the Red Sox come in with a record of 23 and 21. They sit in third in the AL East, four and a half games behind Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Corbin Martin making his second big league start for the Astros today. Really good in his big league debut on Sunday against the Rangers. Yeah, A.J. Hintz saying earlier, earlier that the thing that impresses him the most about Corbin Martin, and he said this in spring training too, is his poise. You know, he goes out there, he looks like he belongs, he acts like he belongs, he controls his breathing and lets his natural talent show. 
Meanwhile, the Red Sox this afternoon going with Hector Velasquez, kind of a placeholder in the rotation right now as they're waiting for guys to get back. Most notably, David Price is going to be back next series for Boston. Hasn't thrown more than 63 pitches in a game so far this year. Yeah, so he'll be in there three or four innings probably, and Marcus Weldon uh, has come in after him in his last five starts. So he's just a swing man right now, like you said, but he's got real pitchability. He throws a lot of different pitches to different parts of the strike zone. He likes to change speeds. Uh, he's not going to blow you away. 92, 93 miles per hour tops on his fastball, but somebody who knows how to pitch and execute a game plan. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. You, whenever you look at a, a, a series like this, it's always going to come down to with two really good teams come down to maybe the quote unquote little things, if you will. And obviously timely hitting the Springer two run home run was big. But think about the defense uh, and the disparity between the two teams. Astros were able to get an insurance run in part because of a wild pitch and a pass ball. Also took advantage of J.D. Martinez not being the best right fielder and Michael Brantley taking a chance on him. Tony Kent, meanwhile, making a diving stop at second base and the Astros with some really good plays on defense themselves. Yeah, ordinarily the Astros will, will win the defensive battle against most teams, but you know, it's not as good right now because Gurriel's going to slide over to second. Not a natural position for him. Just his 12th start over there and Tyler White's at first base now. So a little bit of regression as far as their defense goes. Corbin Martin hopefully can punch a few guys out again like he did in his first start. He certainly has the type of stuff to do that. But I agree. It seems like what matters most in these games against Boston, which are decided by one or two runs usually, is the defense. Coming up next, we'll go in the coach's corner and chat with Don Kelly, Astros first base coach. A little later, we'll hear from Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back, Robert Ford. Joined by Don Kelly, Astros uh, first-year first base coach. And I know it was really special for you, Don. This road trip started in Detroit, where you, you played for six years. You came up originally in the Tigers organization. That's the organization that drafted you. Hadn't been back for a game since 2014 when you came back with the with the Astros this past week. So I know that would be pretty special for you. It was. It was cool. You know, spent a lot of time in the organization, minor leagues, uh, major leagues, and then in the scouting player development as well. So it was good to see some people that I haven't seen in a number of years. And I imagine it's one of those things, too, where there are obviously people when you go back, you know that you're going to see uh, for the first time in, in a few years. But I'd imagine there are probably people you – maybe had forgotten about that that you ran into that that were certainly a big part of your time there yeah there definitely was and uh you know people around the ballpark from you know people parking garage people to yeah. security people that um you know it was, just, it was good just to s stop through and say hi I haven't seen them in in a while and i mean you you were part of a, a pretty special era of baseball in detroit uh, you know, got to the World Series, got to play in a World Series, and uh, I know that that's something that that's always meaningful for any player. What was it like for you that first moment when you realized, hey, I'm I'm about to I'm gonna play in a World Series, something every kid dreams of? It was it was surreal. I mean, just thinking back on it, and uh, you know that's what every kid dreams about when you're younger, and you think when you get to the big leagues, you get to the top of the sport, and then every 
time you go up in the playoffs from series to series and then you get to the World Series, that's the that's the pinnacle. And, you know, to be on a team right now as good as, as these guys are, we've got a great team, electric team, different, can win in different ways. And it's, uh, it's a special group we've got here, and we're looking forward to hopefully doing that this year. Yeah, absolutely. And was playing in the World Series your your uh, your proudest moment as a Detroit Tiger? Were there other moments for you? There was. Um, you know, from a team standpoint, that's ultimately what you want to do. I mean, right. to be on a team that gets to play at that level, um, you know, and the one thing that, that you try to do is enjoy the moment because the pressure gets so big. You're, you're competing for a World Series title, but to enjoy that moment and look back on it and uh, have fun while you're doing it. Do you think you really enjoy the moment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look back on it, and yeah, there is pressure. There's a lot going on, and um, you know, we, I, I did. It was there was a lot going on. I mean, obviously, you want to win the title, um, and we didn't in 2012. But as you know, Astros fans and and yourself and the team to win that um, two years ago, it's it's um, unbelievable. So. A lot of people, I don't think, really understand the responsibilities in a job of a first base coach. Third base coach, I think it's a little more apparent. They're flashing signs. They're waving guys home, putting on stop signs, things of, of that nature. But a lot of what you do, and you're, you're in charge of base running as well, a lot of it has to do with, with kind of aiding guys with some of the base running stuff, right? No doubt. Yeah, aiding the guys in the base running and uh, looking at pitchers' moves and tendencies and all kinds of stuff. I mean, you just uh, you go out there and try to help the guys any way you can to, you know, give them information or help them on a, you know, take for instance here in Boston or even at home with a shorter wall in left right. field, trying to help them uh, make that decision. Ultimately, you know, it's their decision. They round the base hard, but you're trying to give them any tip that you can while it's happening uh, to help them to either go to second, stay at first, uh, in stealing bases, doing different things out there. Now, when a guy hits a ball, and there's a possibility that maybe they could stretch it into a double. I'd imagine you can't say a whole lot, and whatever you say to a guy as they're getting the first base has to be pretty quick, right? It does. And in, in, in those instances, depending, especially at home when it gets so loud, you're in a yeah. dome, and it hits off, you know, they, they're they picking the ball up, so it's not like third base where you get way down the line and, and right. they're reading you doing it. You're just trying to give them you know, scream to them, holler at them, do anything you can to get them to pick the ball up, let them know where it is. If the guy's got it and you're trying to hold them there. Um, but you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. As a player, do you think you were really good? Was that one of your skills in terms of reading pitchers moves over to first base and pickoff moves and things like that? Yeah. You know, it was something that, you know, as a, as a player being a 25th type guy, it was something that I had to do, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's just picking up on different things, anything you can to, to help the guys now, you know, with those moves and uh, being able to get back on time. How much does all the video, I mean, there was video obviously when you played, but even more now and, and, and quicker to access, how big of a difference does that make for guys now? It does make a difference. And, uh, you know, there, there is, there, there was video then and there is a little bit more now um, where you're just going out there and, and trying to pick up any, any edge, any tip that you can get. Don Kelly, Astros first base coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Robert. Well, welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks. I'm with an old friend, Alex Cora. Of course, he was the bench coach for the Astros in 2017. Skipper for this Red Sox team. And, and Alex, I wanted to ask you if last year's team, as you led this team to the World Series championship, reminded you very much of the of the Astros experience in 2017. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, good athletes, uh, great baseball IQ. Um, I think... 
as far as the division, it gave us a chance, just like in 17, to rest some guys and be ready for, for October. And uh, we were able to do some some cool things uh, uh, with the pitching staff, starting with Rick Porcello coming in uh, in the eighth inning of the first game of the ALDS, finishing off with uh, Chris Sell in game five in the World Series. And, and I learned a lot in 17 as far as like usage and, and taking care of guys. Um, we had the luxury of having a big lead to do that. And uh, we were very disciplined with that, just like the Astros in, in 17. And I think that really helped us out to win the World Series last year. So you think being around the Astros helped you a lot in your first year? No doubt about it. Um, a lot of people thought that I was ready to manage uh, probably five, six, six years ago. And, you never know, do you? Uh, and after, after 17, <clears throat> you know, when, when I interview, I still remember it was that off day in between game two and three uh, when we were playing the Yankees. And, and after the interview in New York, uh, I went to Yankee Stadium and I told AJ, I said, I was like, ah, that went well. But it was, it was, it was because of the experience with the Astros, um, you know, communication, connection, <clears throat> trust in every department. Uh, successful organizations, they work together. Uh, there's no analytic team or coaches or players, medical staff, no, no, no. Everybody works as a, as an, as a one, and uh, that's what we try to do here. But without without going through the experience 17, no chance I'll, uh, I'll be in this situation. I remember one of your owners saying, man, you know, he seemed maybe almost too confident in that interview. I mean, we're really, really not sure if he doesn't know what he what he knows right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was actually I met with uh, Mr. Henry and, and Tom after Game Four of the DS. Uh, I met with the baseball operation people in between Game Two and Three, and after Game Four, that was the game. I think we were winning five nothing, and then the Yankees came back. So I got back to the locker room. Uh, I checked my phone, and it's a text from Mr. Henry, and he's like, "Hey, let's meet at at this hotel." Um, after after the game, and I was happy because of that, but I was upset because we lost. And for some reason that night, AJ he takes a while always after games, but that night well, it took, took him a while. It took him like an hour, an hour and a half. I'm waiting for AJ, waiting for AJ, waiting for AJ. Then after that, I met with John, and uh, I think that's when he was like, "Man, this guy's too confident." And it's not confidence; it's something that I learned. The last few years, you know, you do things with conviction, and what you believe hey, is what you believe. And uh, and I'm glad it worked out last year. And uh, right now we're we start off with a, a slow start, but uh, we we've been playing better baseball, and I think we'll be in the in a position to to compete for this division uh, later in the season. Never got a chance to play in a real big city like this, especially as far as the market goes. What's what's Boston like? Um, so is is it's probably the, the best sports town right now and not only in the United States I think in the world you know you got the Patriots uh, the Celtics uh, they lost in, in the playoffs against Milwaukee but now you got the Bruins in the Stanley Cup so we have a chance to have three three trophies in, in the city and uh it's 24-7, you know, 24 hours, seven days a week, you know, nonstop. You know, uh, there's no downtime as far as, like, your job. One thing uh, I try to, to do on a daily basis is when I come to the ballpark, I'm the manager of the Red Sox. When I'm leaving the ballpark, I'm Alex Cora, I'm the dad, I'm the, I'm, I'm the husband. You know, you have to create balance. If you don't do that, you get caught up on all this, this stuff, and you're going to be here 
only a few years. Uh, it can wear you down. And uh, but it's fun to be here. Fenway Park is a special place. Uh, always packed. Um, you know, it's, it's it's fun. There's a lot a lot of history here, and uh, I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Last thing with Alex Cora, manager for the Red Sox. You got really close to Alex Bregman in your time here. Who on this Red Sox team reminds you of him as far as personality and that just kind of that that baseball rat? The baseball rat. Uh, wow, there's. Uh, He's number one. He's way up there compared to other guys. Dustin, but right now Dustin, obviously, he's, you know, he's hurt. But uh, if I got to go through all my career, not only in this team, you know, uh, and obviously he's in in this team, but he hasn't played enough uh, since I became the manager. But uh, he's the closest thing to Dustin McGrath. Just going out there, finding ways to uh, win ball games, uh, talking the game, trying to get better. Uh, nothing is enough, and at the same time, with all that stuff that goes on, he has a blast doing it. So uh, it's been great. I'm very proud of him. I always watch. I always pay, pay attention to what he's doing, and uh, you know, he's one of the best players in the big leagues. That's Alex Cora. Alex, uh, we're proud of you and very happy for you. Thanks for catching up. Thank you, Sparky. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 